Next up on Saturday mornings at your service, it's Welcome to Health. Greatest Brains and the Welcome to Health Center bring you Dr. Kurt Rexroth, chiropractor and clinical nutritionist. Dr. Rexroth is here to answer your questions about chiropractic, nutrition, or healthy weight loss. So give Dr. Rexroth a call at 344-1420, or you can find him online at welcometohealth.com. And now here's Dr. Kurt Rexroth. You know, a lot of people don't realize how important it is to get down to a weight that is actually healthy. Um, The research is just abundantly clear at this point, and I wanted to start, therefore, with an announcement to the Quad City, you know, uh, hello, Quad Cities, let's get going on this, because uh, one of the things we need to do to improve our health is get down where we're not carrying all of the extra fat that most of us are carrying these days. And to help solve that problem, I want you to just jot this down, write it down right away, get a piece of paper and a pencil or put it on your phone, whatever you do, and um, write down 6.30 Tuesday evening at the Welcome to Health Center. It's something that uh, we love to do for people because, I mean, we're all about giving people healthful information. And uh, whether you want to do a diet with us and our program, which, by the way, I would definitely advise you to do because this is absolutely incredible. Our coach is just the best coach in the world as far as I'm concerned. And um, do it there or you can do it on your own. But the information on how the body works is so important. Now, many of you coming up with the seasons as we are right now want to do a tune-up for one reason or another. You know, throughout the year, it's always the the big events like class reunions, and it's uh, Christmas. I want to get ready for uh, the the coming year. I want to get ready for summer. I want to make sure that I'm I'm uh, fit and looking good. I'm, we're going to go on a cruise or on a vacation. I want to be able to wear a swimming suit. All these different things are important, uh, but even more important is that once you lose the weight, once you get all the excess fat off that you are in line to actually get healthier and healthier. And so many of our people, and I'm talking about the large majority of our people, once they have lost the weight, once they have gotten all the excess non-functional fat off of their body, they generally get into exercise. And I know a lot of you out there, and I, you know, to some extent me, I've got to motivate myself to do exercise. You know, the, the, what would you say, the decision-based exercise, getting out there, not doing anything but just pumping iron or walking or running, all those kinds of exercise where you just make the decision to do it. Uh, That's kind of tough sometimes. It's tough to get around to it. But um, by the way, we do have a little piece of wood, and on the the, um, circle of the wood, it's about the size of a half dollar, it says round to it. So if you want to come by the office and pick one up, you can. But uh, anyway, the the point is that get around to it <laughs> because it's very important to make decision-based exercise part of your regimen. If, as a matter of fact, you're like my dad. Okay, here's my dad. He's He's been gone for a couple of years now. God rest his soul. But, I mean, he had this thing. He he had the attitude this. If you're not, if well, let's put it this way. We would drive by these people running and things like that. And they'd have their running suit on, you know, and their their fancy uh, CrossFit tennis shoes on and stuff. And he would look at them and he'd say, oh, boy, it makes, burns me up. He'd say, doggone it, feels, makes me feel like just jerking them in the car here, taking them, getting them a job. He, his philosophy was if you're not working, then you're not really doing valuable exercise. 
And you know what? I I look at that and I think, bravo, Dad. You, you had a great life of working hard and, and get out there. But uh, the times have changed. Right now, working involves sitting in front of a computer, working your fingers on a keyboard, or you know, playing involves doing your thumbs on a controller. And it's a completely different world right now. And you know, to some extent, it's a better world. To some extent, oh my gosh, the chronic diseases that come from lack of movement and lack of exercise are killing us. So, you know, we need to adapt. We need to get out there and do our decision-based exercise. Do it every day. Get some. Get the blood pumping. And this is the thing that, that I think is very, very important. A lot of times, um, like right now, uh, just before the show, I always warm up with exercise. And Barbara Ann and far on the other side of the window there, uh, she always laughs at me. And then she she you know moves her arms like like I'm moving like it's a like it's an exercise class. She's doing it right now, and it's like oh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. But that's the point. Have fun with it. Don't just make it a dreadful thing. Have fun with it. One of the best ways is to get together with other people and have fun together. You know, laugh at each other, make fun of each other. You know, poke fun, et cetera, et cetera. Even poking, reacting to a poke is a good thing. That's exercise. So get out there and do it. All right. But first of all, many of you need to lose some weight first. So come to our seminar, 6.30, on Tuesday evening. Give us a call, 309-764-2115. Let us know you're coming. Uh, we'll reserve a place for you. And uh, you're going to have fun because definitely in that seminar, we definitely have a lot of fun. Bread is actually sprayed with Roundup a week before it's harvested because they want to, they call it desiccation. They call it drying. They kill it so that the, uni- the field can be uniformly dead before they actually harvest the wheat. And uh, so you're actually directly getting a herbicide directly before you actually uh, eat the bread. Now, um, what is, why is that a problem? Well, the justification from the manufacturers of Roundup, which is Monsanto, is that the human being does not have a particular pathway. It was called the Shixinate pathway. They don't have that pathway. That's what plants have that kills the plant, okay? So wheat has a shixinate pathway, and so it's susceptible to glyphosate. What they don't tell you is that the friendly bacteria in our gut, the ones that produce the B vitamins so we can absorb them, they, they protect us from the pathogenic bacteria and fungus and yeasts, et cetera. Um, they, they actually... Um, uh, signal our cells in the gut lining to actually differentiate as gut cells. You don't want other kinds of cells uh, populating your gut. You want gut cells, and those bacteria actually send signals to the DNA of your gut cells to differentiate into gut cells. It does all of these different things. It doesn't tell you that those friendly bacteria have a shixinate pathway. So when you eat the bread that's been sprayed a week before harvest, and the bread is actually then, um, you know, killing your friendly bacteria, leaving you open to yeast and fungal infections in the gut, leaving you open to SIBO, S-I-B-O, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And those bacteria that overgrow, by the way, are the nasty bacteria, the ones you don't want. Um, it doesn't tell you that you're leaving your gut open to those things because you've killed off the good bacteria, the friendly bacteria, with the glyphosate. Another thing they don't tell you is this. 
the glyphosate's first patent was as an antibiotic. So here you are flooding your body with an antibiotic every time you eat bread. And everybody knows that we do not want to produce any more antibiotic-resistant bacteria because those are the ones that are nasty. Those are the MRSAs. Those are the, the um, bacteria that cannot be killed by antibiotics no matter how close to death you are. They will just eat you alive. So, you know, we don't want to be inundating our body with antibiotics every time we eat the foods. And how many things have wheat in them? Uh, every label you read is going to have some, oh, well, I say virtually every, you know, up into the 90% of the foods, of processed foods particularly, are going to have some kind of wheat in them. And why do they have wheat in them? Well, it's very simple. When you talk about gluten in wheat, that's what you find in wheat, the word glue comes directly from the word gluten. Glue is made from gluten. How important is glue when you're talking about making, oh, what would you say, candy bars or or um, granola bars or anything like that? You want them to hang together, right? You want them to be a bar. So what are you going to use to make them into a bar? You're going to use some sort of natural glue. Well, where do you get the glue? You get the glue from gluten. You glue it together, okay, into a bar. So all of these things, you know, come together into a kind of picture that is not favorable for, uh, you know, processed foods and for normal bread and wheats and things like this. So what's the solution then? Well, one solution is to buy organically raised flour, wheat or other flours, rye, barley, all those things uh, are desiccated. Even oats, by the way, are desiccated or dried by spraying them with glyphosate or Roundup. So um, you know, the main thing is to shop organic as much as you possibly can because the when it's got the organic label, the green label with half red, or I'm sorry, half green, half white, says certified organic, that is the label. If it just says organic, you can't quite trust it. If it just says natural, you probably can't trust it at all because those words are not actually protected. They are not part of, they don't have legislation behind them that says they can only be used if they have a certain standard that they have met in order to be called organic, okay? So the other words are not protected. Therefore, you, when you hear, see that on the package and you don't see the green label with half green, half white, um, you can't quite trust them, all right? Also, by the way, if a label says, not genetically modified. Now, that's a good thing, I think, you know, personally, I believe that's good if it's not genetically modified. But does that mean it has not been sprayed with Roundup? Answer, no, it doesn't, unfortunately. Why? Because even the wheat, you can say the wheat is not genetically modified that we put into this particular product. Okay, what does that mean? That means it hasn't, they haven't gone into the, the genes and the nucleus of the cell and you know, messed them around and gotten some characteristic that they want in the particular plant. But they still may not have, well, for example, wheat is not genetically modified. They haven't figured out a way to do that yet. And I, they really don't want to figure out a way to do that. And the reason they don't is because then they couldn't spray it with the Roundup and kill it a week before they harvest it. So they want wheat not to be genetically modified. So they so you have this product that has not genetically modified on the label. Well, the question is, 
Has it been sprayed with Roundup? That's the question you want to ask. And let me tell you something just a little bit discouraging about that. They don't have to tell you. Several years ago, I was involved in a campaign that would have required them to actually say whether something is genetically modified and say whether it was sprayed with a certain kind of pesticide or a certain kind of herbicide. And the manufacturers came out with millions of dollars of opposition and and claimed that, you know, it would just make food prices go up and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They just threatened the public with all kinds of things. Uh, it was up in California and California, this, you know, state of tree huggers and all this stuff, voted it down because they were afraid it was going to have a negative economic benefit on themselves. Well, economic benefit is one thing, but health benefit is something that is far more important. And I think you know that, but we get scared when we're not going to be able to buy that brand new car or put a new porch in the back of our house, et cetera. You know, we uh, get scared about that kind of thing and we neglect our health. I would recommend that you put into play what we've put into play in our family, and that is food is the most important thing we spend our money on because food is what becomes us. And, and you know, early in our marriage, my lovely wife Kay was, uh, you know, well, we can't afford that. We can and Frankly, we couldn't afford it, okay? I mean, I was just out of school at, at Palmer College, and I had more debt than the general public even has the credibility to apply for, right? I had, I had the debt that equaled a house payment every month, and I didn't have a house, you know? I just had an education, and it took many, many years, over 20 years to pay that off. But the point is this, that even in the midst of that, when she would say, oh, I don't know, maybe we should just go with this, I'd say, well, which is the better of the two foods? Which is likely to give us the most nutrition, the most health? Which is likely to give us the energy to do the work we need to actually build our financial world up a little bit? Because as you know, people out there, you know, it's like, oh, wow, I mean, uh, yeah, I would, I would probably be able to do more if I had the energy to do it. And I hear this all the time, you know, well, gosh, it just... And so what is it that gives you the energy? The quality of the food you eat, the choice of supplements that you take, et cetera. That's what gives you the energy. And believe me, on a personal level, I'm working with this all the time on a personal experiment type thing. You know, what is it? And I know and it's at the same time that every person is different and every person requires a different mix because we are genetically and, and nutritionally distinct from each other. And so it's very, very important to understand that. We have been talking about some important topics. One of them, of course, that we talk about a lot here is food. But we've been kind of focusing this time on, you know, what your focus on food is. Because food is just the most important thing. And food quality is massively important. Uh, I want to tell you that the way we deal with the bread problem is we buy our bread non-genetically modified, non-glyphosated, organic flour to make the bread. So you need to really make sure that, that, you know, you get that kind of quality, you get that kind of protection from those things that are happening wholesale in the economy these days. You know, and I use olive oil on mine because I have a uh, dairy allergy, but I just put a puddle of olive oil on a plate and just rub the bread in there, lightly salt it, and it is absolutely wonderful. And by the way, the olive oil is an active oil that gives you, you know, good nutrition. I learned that, by the way, at Biagi's when they bring out their bread, you know, and their olive oil and their, their cheeses to put on it. 
But um, uh, if you're allergic to milk or you suspect you are, that's a great substitute for butter. I always use olive oil on my vegetables, too. It's just absolutely wonderful. A couple, a tablespoon on a bowl of, of steamed vegetables is great. And I've also added a broccoli seed sprouter. It's a jar about, oh, I'd say nine inches tall, and it's got a diameter of about five inches. Stainless steel screen lid. And uh, twice a day, I just fill it up with water, rinse out the seeds, dump it out. They start sprouting. And I get uh, something that I'm going to do a program on one of these days called sulforaphane, which is one of the, it's, you know, there's, people don't realize it, but the quality foods actually stimulate and activate genes. And this is so important to get this into our head because when we're talking about detoxification and all of that stuff. I mean, you can do a a detox program with supplementation and all that stuff. And I'm not saying anything against that stuff, but it's the detoxification you do every single day that really counts. And you do that with food and these broccoli sprouts and there's sulforaphane in broccoli itself too. But the broccoli sprouts are particularly interesting because they are the highest in this particular chemical of any of the foods we've discovered. And it is a chemical that actually activates genes to detoxify the body or to turn like turn the liver into a detox chemistry shop where it can very effectively along with of course other supplementation b vitamins and things like that it can activate those processes and clean you out it also activates certain um, processes involved with energy in the mitochondria The mitochondria, as you regular listeners know, is the mighty mitochondria, the little furnaces inside the cell that burn food, fat, and sugar in the presence of oxygen brought in by the blood. It burns that stuff and creates a little molecule called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. And that little molecule is like a little safety pin that when it's cocked, it's ready to release energy. And when you pull the trigger on that, bang, that phosphate comes off that molecule and things move inside the cell. Those things are, are like so important to have clean and to have working well. And the sulforaphane actually helps clean up that entire system, get things going. That's part of what detox is. It's not just detoxification where the liver detoxes the blood. It's detoxing cell, cells on the inside. It's detoxing the equipment that runs every little living unit in your body. And those types of things are important. So the, those those broccoli sprouter jars are just incredible, and it's so fun. It's like, okay, you ever have a, just a part of you? I mean, not a big part, just a little part that kind of was interested in farming. Well, that's what you can do. You can actually satisfy that part. You can see things growing every single day. You can teach your children. You can teach your grandchildren how to grow things. Get them into that mindset because it's so important. You may even just a little broccoli sprouting may get them into being a gardener someday and actually doing some serious food production for themselves and their family. That may, as a matter of fact, be absolutely necessary to know about that stuff someday. You never know. Hopefully, we'll be able to have this wonderful cornucopia of things available to ourselves, but you never know. Getting them into that mindset, that gardening mindset, can be a wonderful thing for them. So the sulforaphane from the broccoli sprouts, get that stuff going. They have those broccoli sprouters at Greatest Grains again. So food is the most important thing you can do for your health. It's the most important thing, frankly, you can do for your future. It's the most important thing that you can do for your existence. Let's face it. If you're not here, then, well, you're not here. (laughs) 
<laughs> you need to be here, and you need to be here in a healthy, active, meaning-producing way, doing the things that make your life great, make your life meaningful, make make enables you to help reduce the suffering of the people around you, makes you somebody who is powerful in the imagination and the memory of those that will even be here after you're gone. I mean, isn't that isn't that what it's all about? I mean, it's just incredible. I just had a a wonderful dream last night, um, and it was my mother was in it. And my mother, I just look back. I mean, talking about a strong lady, I am telling you, she was strong in the family. She was strong in the community. She was, I mean, she was the kind that wrote uh, editor editors letters to the newspaper. She was just so active and so involved and so engaged in life and so engaged with her children. And uh, I mean, she was just absolutely wonderful. That's the kind of life you want. You want a life that makes a difference for you, for your family, your community, and your country, and the world for that matter. That's the kind of life that is most meaningful, not these little selfish things that you know we often get involved with. And we're all selfish. I mean, let's face it. But be big selfish. Be huge selfish. Be selfish for you, your family, your community, and your world. Want the best for all those relationships. We'll talk to you next time. Hope to see you at the seminar. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Health with Dr. Kurt Rexroth, part of Saturday Mornings at Your Service, sponsored by the Welcome to Health Center and Greatest Grains. Dr. Rexroth will be back next week at the same time. If you have a question before then, give the good doctor a call at 309-764-2115 or find him online at welcometohealth.com where you can download podcasts of this program, ask questions on the blog, find out about special events, and request an appointment with Dr. Rexroth. And remember, Dr. Rexroth donates his services as a guest speaker to Quad Cities clubs, church groups, and business organizations. 